Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters. I'm joined by Josh. Hello. And uh, congratulations, Sailor. It's Friday. You made it to the end. So, there Sailor. Uh, I don't know. I assume most of our audience are sea captains. It's the demographic we're going for this month, isn't it? Absolutely. And in that vein, uh, we have some good news for you, sea captains. We have uh, a generational opportunity to deport the land lovers, the uh, labor-making misogyny a hate crime, and a Poland strong too. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about going to prison very soon, Callum, for uh, the, hate, the hate crimes? Well, for being misogynistic? Mm-hmm. Worth it, I think. I think it's <laughs> got to be worth it, right? You'll be in, in your cell, serving 20 years, and you'll be like, it was worth it. Yeah, women are different. They'll put you in prison. Whoa, steady on. Yeah, but I mean, how funny would that be? Like genuinely just being in mm-hmm. prison with being like, yeah, I don't believe uh, ladies have cocks. That's, that's <laughs> not one of the things I'm in. Didn't you know that as of 10 years ago, everyone's just, you know, forgotten that they didn't. There's not going to be enough prison space. So we all just going to be on like suspended sentences, the whole country. It's going to be like um, El Salvador. We're all going to be squashed in together like sardines. Just like <laughs> you in for the same thing. Speaking, you have an argument with your wife. Speaking of such dystopias, though, I have some bad news, which is our Lord and Master, Mr. Benjamin, has... <laughs> Uh, fallen ill. The good Nurgle has taken him from us for a day. Don't worry, I'll be back. But he's ill, so we can't do the cyberpunk dystopia this evening. So um, not that today. Another day. There we go. I'm done. That's the that's the announcements. All right, all right. See, captains, let's go. Yar. <laughs> we have a generational opportunity to deport them, and I am a bit weirded out by some people not seeing this as the, you know, silver platter that it is of the reason as to why we on the British right and the American right and the French right and the German right and the... Oh God, we'd be here forever. The right, right. Yeah, the right, right. The left, right. (laughs) Weirdly enough, yes. Um, (laughs) Paul Embry over there. (laughs) Blue Labour or whatever. We're we're actually correct about the world, which is that maybe we shouldn't import loads of people who hate us and want us exterminated. And I know this has been a a difficult debate in the West. I mean, there are two sides to that debate, somehow. The people who want to live and the people who are ignorant. Yeah. And um, finally, we've been given this golden opportunity, I think, of the Israel-Palestine conflicts spinning up so much in the media and the elite circles over the past week or so, let's say. And I wanted to just go through this because it's, it's something we should, we should grab with our, our arms and be like, finally, yes, please, because we know what actually works, which is you know, peace and stability. You know, once you have that, you can then argue about economics and everything else. You know, what kind of rights you should have. <laughs> Don't gesture at me dismissively when well, you say you that. Well, you know, I want the guns, you want the drugs. I don't know what's wrong with that. <laughs> I want the guns as well. Oh, okay. And then, you know, the drugs go away. Well, okay, well, this is my point. I, you know, I'm making a case that mm-hmm. we should all work together on this. Because I saw this. This lady has deleted these tweets because of how embarrassing they were. She's, uh, I believe, a Jewish lady. She decided to tweet out, Jews marched in Selma. Jews marched for George Floyd. Jews showed up for Black Lives Matter. BLM is a disgrace because of the tweets they did, being like, you know, <laughs> killing babies. It's kind of our thing. And then they, she ends off with, we will all still be there for you guys next time. What? <laughs> because that's who we are, but now we know who you are. And in case you think she's arguing, I oh, know, we'll be there for the black community or something, not BLM. No, she followed the side with like, no, 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 the BLM is a terrorist organization. We'll be there for them. What? Which, which did, you know, classic insane person on Twitter who, who has just dealt with this worldview of like, oh, I love BLM. Hang on a minute. They want to kill us all. And is not really sure what to do. She's struggling. You know, a little, a little rescue dog over here. I, I, I have 
you know, genuine concern for this person's mental health. Just like these people are terrorists. They, you know, <laughs> they hate us. But also We'll be for you next we'll be with you next time. It's like, okay, well, maybe you should learn a lesson instead and abandon all of that, you friggin' lunatic. The the left's impulse to self-destruct really is that strong, is it? Um, because of course, you know, modern Jewish leftists have got a lesson to learn here. And if they would please stop being leftists, they might be useful because Jewish writers have been so very useful in arguing the cases like maybe you shouldn't import loads of Palestinians to America because I'm a Jewish American and um, we don't get along. It's usually the conversation you have with them. And they're like, yeah, this is why I support the right trying to close the borders. And it's like, yeah, okay. I know it's a bit of a tangent, Ooh. but did you see that video clip of the protest in London where they tried to graffiti a Palestinian flag, but instead they did the flag of the Czech Republic? <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to do the, the two stripes, instead did one through the middle. <laughs> I hadn't seen that, but that is funny. But, they don't uh, even know the, their own country. So the, the point being, you know, we're not for mass migration of any group. We want to keep the ethno-states in their situation where the ethnic groups have the right to their own homeland and in that sense can have, you know, mild amounts of immigration and exchange, blah, blah, blah. But not the literal, you know, massive cultural and ethnic change that we see in London or in America or in Germany. Or in, yeah, I'd be here forever again, wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. Because, of course, the, the left, to be consistent in its rhetoric, that, you know, they appeal to, well, people have a right to self-determination in their homeland, and that's why colonialism is bad, except if you're European. Yeah, if you're a colonial of any other type. Other so ancestral revenge, very much on the menu, apparently. But in case you're wondering about the cost, I mean, we're going to have to stump up an extra three billion, sorry, three million pounds for some reason. I was expecting it to be more, actually. This is speci specifically to enhance the safety of the British Jews. From, I presume, Bob65, mm -hmm. who... Um, is that £3 million to give them special stars so the people know to protect them? I mean, what, what, what are they doing with I, that money? I think it's for... Uh, well, they say it's for charity here, but it's going to result in more bars on windows and security uh, details at <laughs> Jewish schools and whatnot, and synagogues. I mean, if you go to them in this country already, you'll see them. Like, you'll go to a school and you'll see bars on the window, like you're living in Gaza, and you're like, but this is England. I mean, the, the modern state education system is already enough like a prison. I mean, they don't need to do it anymore. Yeah, having to have that level of security is, um, well, something apparently we now have to pay for. It speaks of exactly. policy failure, doesn't it? It's almost like, yeah, exactly right. And speaking of that, it really hits home when I see stories like this. We mentioned it yesterday, but I'm mm -hmm. going to feature it today. I mean, this was yesterday. Today is apparently the uh, International Day of Jihad, according to Hamas. They want Muslims to rise up and do things. things. Yeah. Write strongly worded letters, I'm sure. Um, have a civil debate. For some reason, the Polish people are not worried about this International Day of Jihad. They're all mm -hmm. going to work now to worry about it. But in I wonder Swindon, why that is. Yesterday, this guy decided to go down to a pound shop and start screaming at some worker that he was going to cut her head off. I was like, okay, why are you in Swindon, Mr. Mm -hmm. I love beheading random women for not supporting Hamas? That's a very strange thing to do if you're angry at Israel to go to a pound shop. Is that that's a bit anti-Semitic? I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Is that we're just going to do Jew jokes? <laughs> but you can see here as well. Like this guy's from London. He already had convicted terror offences. Why is he here? Yeah, because convicted terror offences. Just like yeah, we need this guy. And this this was the pound shop on Swindon's main high street as well. Yeah, one below. Mm -hmm. Whole side point. I did have a friend round, and she uh, pointed out that most of our pound shops, if you don't know what a British pound is, just sound like sex shops. You know, Poundland, one below. What's the other one on the high street? I forget. 
Pound stretcher. I don't go to any of these places. Oh, it's grim. That's the pound stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that context, that's horrific. Anyway, but this is, you know, just uh, why do I have to live like this? And and I went on to talk about the demographics. It's like, well, what? Who who did this to us? You know, why did this happen? Did that have to happen? Is that um, Regent Street in Central Swindon? Is it? Yeah, this is where I live and where this happens. Where I live, yeah. Twenty-five percent white English Welsh. I'm surprised it's that much. A lot of the time when I'm walking to work, I'm the only English person. Yeah, you definitely see it. And it's it's so sudden as well. Like I mentioned about Canada before, is that you can hear the accents. It's like you you haven't been here for 10 years and picked up a local accent at all. Like you people have clearly just come here in the last five years or under, and you've still got your strong regional accent from where you're from. This level of change is perfectly normal, I'm sure. Which is why I say we should grab this issue with four hands and try and use it to try and save the West as well. I wholeheartedly agree, yeah. And you can see this going on. I mean, in London, you can see a lot of... Uh, Jewish accounts, you can see anti-Semitism. Stop anti-Semitism here. Well, that'd be weird if there was an anti-Semitism account. <laughs> but anyway, two London ladies, as you can see here, ripping down posters that are talking about the dead children. So they were like, you know, here's the children that Hamas mm-hmm. killed. Here's their faces. This is why you should side with Israel. Yeah. Female uh, Muslim Morpheus there tearing down the posters. So yeah, London ladies. And I'm just sorry. I'm so sick of sitting here and being like, yeah, average London situation. It's like, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we should try and save the West and not have this happen. To be fair, they are the average Londoners at this point, aren't they? And that's the point. We should be using this as an instance to point out, you know, if if, if this is what it takes for people mm-hmm. finally to listen to the argument of why mass migration fails, you know, the multiculturalism will literally start killing each other. Okay, fine. This will be the argument. To be fair, if they were just taking down posters in general, I would approve just any poster. I think you shouldn't put them up. They make a place look worse. Argument for it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent about litter. <laughs> My problem with the Israel like too much litter, I tell you. <laughs> but you can see, I just want to advertise Lads Hour. We did this yesterday, ranking British cities. And you can go and check out the, um, well, news there in case you're thinking of visiting. And London is not one we would advise, of course. But it's not just London. I mean, as I mentioned, all of the other countries of the West had the same situation, except for some reason Eastern Europe. You can see here, this is in Philadelphia. Some guy shouting, I salute Hamas for a job well done. So he's not... I mean, I'm sorry, it is kind of you know, paper thrin, the whole, I'm just here for Palestine in general, mm-hmm. which is why I'm doing this immediately after the kids were dead. Like before the strikes have happened on Gaza, people went out and did this. I mean, this guy wasn't even caring. He just went, yeah, I support Hamas. All right. He, he does realize that a lot of the Islamic world isn't exactly uh, particularly woke on race. A lot of these people, the Black Lives Matter types, they, they do realize that that they're, they're not going to be well-received in the, the nation that they support. Do you remember that leftist we spoke about, my favorite one from The Guardian, where she grew up in Sudan, and they were... I know who you're on about, yeah. Yeah, uh, North Sudanese, so they're like Arab-African mix, mm-hmm. and they're Muslims, so they used to say racial slurs and stuff about the South Sudanese, because they're way more African <laughs> and Christian. And then she was like, yeah, we're better than them. And then she went to Saudi Arabia for a year, and then was like, hang on a minute, why do these people keep calling me the N-word? It's <laughs> like, yeah, funny that. Whole other conversation. There's always there. a bigger racist. <laughs> <laughs> you can see there's more of this. This is in New York City. Lady coming out and saying, um, if they didn't do that, we wouldn't have any hope for freedom. Specifically talking about the mass killings of civilians there. She's not talking about <laughs> anything else. So it's not. Everyone unclear. knows freedom is contingent on killing civilians. Yeah. Um, apparently so. And again, I mean, an argument to be made every single time. There's a reason I showed that you could basically pick a Western city at this point. They all look the same right now. And if we can use this as an opportunity to try and you know, save ourselves from the abyss, yeah, go for it. I'm just saying. I mean, you can see here, for example, some, as uh, Andy No writes, 
traumatized UW students plead with the administration about a gathering of Palestinian supporters. Now, I don't know what the specific situation is here. Can't speak to it. But this is University of Washington, and Jews getting upset about this. And so, yeah. I think crying to someone is a bit much. Yeah, I don't know what the specific circumstance here, mm-hmm. but we've... Uh, Maybe they've, you know, I don't know the background. We've spoken previously about the issue specifically with Paris and London, in which the Jewish population of these two major cities, basically the major cities of Western Europe, have gone. They've disappeared in the same mm-hmm. way the Jews of all the Middle East went to Israel. Well, when there were the Paris riots over that, that 17-year-old that was shot, rightfully so, um, that's controversial, but still... Um, yeah, they defaced. The yeah, they defaced Holocaust memorials, and it was a Muslim seventeen-year-old who's, you know, driving an armed police with a car. All those guys who went into the kosher place in Paris and just shot up all the civilians because they were Jews. It's like, you know, this didn't used to happen. Mm. I mean, like the Jews used to live here, of course, in tiny numbers even then, because there's not that many Jews in the world, mm-hmm. and they just didn't get gunned down by anti-Semites. It just wasn't a situation that happened um, in the West. Something that happened in Israel. In, in, in the 20th century, there was that little blip. Of course, I'm talking after the second. Okay, uh, fair enough. I'm not <laughs> I, I wanted to add that caveat. We're talking about like the 70s, 80s, 90s for some mm-hmm. reason. There just there wasn't this mass movement of people who wanted to kill them. And fine, if that's the argument it takes for Jewish leftists to learn their lesson of maybe you should side with the people who would actually keep you safe, including ourselves as well. Kind of got our own self-interest for not dying. Weird. And it goes on as well. You can see here, this is France. They decided to ban all pro-Palestinian protests. Uh, this the argument going because, well, all of you are literally not supporting Palestine. You're literally just out supporting Hamas. So we'll just get ban you all. I'm for you. I'm certainly no authoritarian, but I do get quite um, a lot of satisfaction from the French when they're just like, yeah, you foreigner, you bad. But we do what we want. There's the reason the French have gone this far, and it's because how bad things have gone in France. Mm-hmm. What's the Muslim population? Like 12% or something? I forget. It's quite a lot, yeah. But the um, effect of that has been just unbelievable amounts of violence and social disorder in France that uh, sparks up every couple of months that we end up going mm-hmm. through. And I mean, that is one of the aspects that the immigrants have sort of ingratiated themselves in French culture because rioting and being dissatisfied with France. They, the, the French people... Beating a dead horse here. French people or riot, one, set fire to some stuff. You know, a few months ago, a guy went into Nice and stabbed a bunch of babies in their prams. Like, there's a massive difference... <laughs> between what's going on. And the French, as a response, have ended up in this situation. I mean, I did see a lot of people, especially like Mehdi Hassan, who fled to America because of the, how much of a joke he was here, who was like, well, so much for free speech in the West, am I right? It's like, bro, there was a guy stabbing babies in their prams. Yeah, so much for like, free speech was, in the Middle East. That wasn't even a big story. Mm. I remember I was in France. I remember speaking to people at the time being like, so is this, some, it's blown up in English media, is it blown up in French media? And they were like, oh, well, you know, it just kind of happens. That's how they live. That's such a horrible thing to just accept as a part of daily life. It's yeah. just it just happens. No, it never used to, did it? There's a reason France ended up like this, banning all pro-Palestinian protests, and it wasn't just because of this specific instance or anything to do with Palestine. Really, it's to do with the wider problems they've had for years because of oh, I don't know, mass migration and its effects on the human civilization. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But it's not just uh, Paris, of course. I mean, you can see here this being in Paris. This is the French response. Oh, wait. Can you spot the French guys? Uh, it's overwhelmingly mm. people who consider themselves, well, closer and more loyal to other places than Paris. Strange, that. Yeah, it's... You don't see any French flags there, do you? I know, I know it's a pro-Palestine thing, but, mm. but still, you but, know, they normally sneak at least one in. But it's the, the point of the, well, you never used to have this in 70s Paris, I assume. 
No, no, I'm well, a bit ignorant. I wasn't alive then. Well, but to assume... be fair, a lot of the sort of... <laughs> but you'd be looking at leftists, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you would be looking at white leftists who have gone to college. It would not be, well, let's say the locals. Let's we'll put that now. That's true, yeah. So we'll move on. You can see the uh, size of it here. Just Visegrad doing that. And they're like, yeah, weird. Uh, for some reason, in Poland, um, no noise whatsoever. And then you can see the French police turning up. They threw tear gas and dispersed uh, water cannons and riot police to get rid of it because it's now banned. There you are. That's, that's France. I wonder how they got to the point of banning these protests. I'm sure it just came out of the blue. Absolutely <laughs> dumbfounded. Everyone knows that the French are just massive bigots, aren't they? And you can see... Even the word bigot is French. This is in Vienna. This story is pretty, well, fucked. You see this person here just says... Is that the politically correct term, is it? Yeah. And this person says, in my city, 80 years ago, the Jews of Vienna were rounded up by the Nazis, beaten up, spat on, and some were raped and murdered, and then forced to clean the pavement of the German word. And in that exact same place, last night, 400 Arab migrants marched through the square screaming, gas the Jews. Blimey. Do you see my point? Do you see people might listen to us for once? I mean, if we can... Not grab them with any other things. Apparently, we just have to grab them with the Israel-Palestine conflict. Whatever. Grab them and take the generational opportunity to be like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't import people en masse. Maybe this will lead to massive internal conflict that we never used to have in the same way. You know, for decades after the Second World War, we were all fine with each other again. Maybe we could do that. I'm just saying. You can see here, there's a grad posting about the police that turned up because the, uh, uh, this particular protest was declared as pro-Hamas by the Austrian government. And of course, was therefore illegal because, well, they're a terrorist group in Austria. So there's that. Well done, Austria. And I don't want this to be the outcome. So this is the, the meme people were sharing. When you know you're, you're in Europe and there's about to be a lot of doctors and engineers and lawyers turning up, just the clown face of Ryan <laughs> Reynolds there. <laughs> I mean, this is the solution you've seen from a lot of people. Thinking, oh, why don't we just move all the Arabs to Europe? No more. Why don't we move them to the Arabian Peninsula? How about that? But we've gone through this for what? About a decade now. I think it's been the worst. Maybe two decades. It's been just awful for Europe. The, the, this, uh, this way of operating and its consequences. And in which case, if we can take this as a turning point, let's do it now. If we can't do it for any other period, fine. We'll do it for now on the Israel-Palestine conflict. Never again should we have mass movements of people from anywhere to Europe. Europe sh should have its own situation in which it can live in peace instead of having to deal with every other conflict around the world because the populations from there now live here and are killing each other. Is that too much to ask? We should have some sort of scheme where we just send people out there to say, oh, you, you want to sympathize with Hamas? Well, we, we'll you know, fly you out there. You can, you can volunteer. Oh, whoops, you've been blown up. Oh, how terrible. And people might think I'm being a bit optimistic. Been, you know, well, I haven't been guilty of that, usually, to be honest. But <laughs> Carl has been guilty of that. That's, that's true. So I know it's my turn to, to have the uh, copium. But the thing is, I don't think I'm, I'm taking copium here because we can go and listen to the government ministers and all of a sudden, after years of telling us they can't even deport a single boat migrant who came here illegally, obviously, and is taking the piss, obviously, for some reason on this issue, they're able to fuck up some muster. You can see here, this is the leader of the opposition in Australia saying deport the protesters because they were chanting gas the Jews. I mean, I feel like it seems like a pretty simple mm. case. I feel like Australia is the one case where kicking them out of the country is not the punishment. <laughs> well, this. Uh, Sorry to actual patriotic Australians. Well, I don't care if it's a punishment or a reward for the individual getting deported. Just get mm -hmm. lost. I don't want you in my country. You, we have nothing in common. And what happens if there's uh, tens of thousands of more of you guys is cultural conflict and displacement mm -hmm. of me being able to live in my own culture. You're allowed to stay if you teach the abos not to drink petrol. <laughs> Good luck with that. 
But Australia's not the only one that came out and went deport. You can see here the French government essentially came out and went deport. This is the government as well, not the opposition, as you can see here. The Interior Minister ordering all foreigners who commit anti-Semitic acts are to be deported immediately. There have already been three people expelled here, so that'll be growing. I assume everyone at that protest there is up for deportation if they have a foreign citizenship. Hopefully so, yeah. You're engaging in a legal protest for a terrorist group, as the law will be written. In which case, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> like the Sam Hyde meme over here. Because, <laughs> <laughs> frankly, yeah, weirdly enough, I, I, I remember, and people have rightly pointed out with the UK, because that's the last one here, you can see just coming out, foreign students and workers who pray some mass could be expelled from the UK. There was the grooming gang situation, and there was a particular case we focused on because it, it, it summarized how little the establishment care about us. And it was a case of, uh, I believe it was girls in Rotherham. There were three suspects who were all convicted of it. I believe two of them, if I'm getting this correct, John Button, if I'm getting it wrong, were uh, foreigners. They were from Pakistan. They had Pakistani citizenship. And what ended up happening is they were released early and met their victim in Asda. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about this. Gave her massive trauma. That's the, and yeah, you the, don't want to run into your abuser, do you? So we ended up organizing protests and led us to the home office, being like, what the hell are these men doing here just to pour them their Pakistani citizenship? And then they managed to get their Pakistani citizenship revoked or whatever. Then the home <sighs> office were like, oh, well, we can't deport them now. I was like, sorry, we have a man who raped children. Sorry, multiple of them. Not just these two, of course, but many others throughout the scandal in the UK. They could be easily be deported. The government never did. They never had the muscles to even deport child rapists on our own soil that we had in prison and convicted in the evidence and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Apparently that's not enough to solve the situation. I'll take this then. I will definitely take this as something we can start getting rid of people and lowering the level of immigration. Is that, is that too much to ask? Of course I mean, it not. seems that the whole West agrees now at this point that I'm right. Okay, that's cool. That wasn't the case two weeks ago. If you're a conservative minister watching this, um, send this segment to your you know, superiors. Well, I forget uh, the name here, but here we are. Robic, Robert Jenrick, however you pronounce it. He's in right I'm, now. Mm -hmm. uh, I have give, seen him given speeches in Parliament. And whenever it comes to the illegals, he is correct on the wording. He always just says they're illegal, need to point. But then do it. You, you have such political capital in the public supporting you, getting rid of anyone who has to do with this terrorist organization. Why not just get rid of the rapists and everything else while you're at it as well? Just mm -hmm. saying. And, um, well... Fine. We have a generational opportunity. Let's take it. Here, here. Sorry about that. <laughs> no need to apologize. I felt like I was cutting you off because I got a bit into that one. <laughs> no, no it's, it's important. I think mass migration is one of the you know, most pressing issues the Western world is facing, isn't it? So we've got to talk about this sort of stuff. I also saw, I mean, like these people are also some of the most anti-white people in existence would happily have us exterminated. Mm -hmm. I mean, they literally say it. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, so, loads of the Islamic world say that they want to convert Britain into an Islamic country, don't they, as well? Like, I've seen some... Against uh, our will. ...right-wing activists in various countries, instead focusing on other stuff, and I'm like, why are you... Your number one cause is this, and you'll have a perfect opportunity. Just take it, guys. It's right there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'll shut up. So, it looks like there's going to be another curtailing of free speech in Britain, as if there wasn't enough already. Get free speech still? We we don't. It, it, we obviously don't. You you remember uh, sort of back in the day when you might chastise someone for saying something, and they would say, "Oh, it's a free country, isn't it?" No one says that anymore. It's funny that that phrase has died a death, and it is the things like this. Um, 
Angela Rayner's speech at the Labour National Annual Women's Conference, um, she announced that they're going to make misogyny a hate crime. And I'm going to read um, the Labour Party's transcript of what she said, so we don't have to listen to her personally, and you can hear my voice instead of hers, which I'm sure some of you might be upset about. But... I listened to the speech. You're actually better. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm, I'm a better woman than Angela Rayner, according to Callum. You can make a claim. <laughs> In this day and age, yeah, you, you can't... I, I'm just going to change my gender to, to female so I can avoid this new law. I mean, the, if the Labour Party is consistent, they're going to respect my decision. I'm going to get affirmative good. action. Before you start, I am going to wonder, are women going to go to jail for misogyny? I am almost certain they're not. I mean, they haven't fleshed it out yet. They've just announced it's going to happen. Like it's a, it's like a pledge that they're going something they're going to do if they win the election, which does seem relatively likely. They're quite far ahead, aren't they? Which is a shame. But I mean, I don't want anyone to win. <laughs> As in, I just want complete deadlock. The government shuts down. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, this is what she said. She says, "I'm proud to say that in the Labour Party today, we now have more women MPs than men." So what happened to equality? Um, you're off to a bad start. Um, this is already midway through the speech. I've cut some bits out, but you know I've left context in. So I'm not trying to you know, do a dirty and, and pull things out of context. So it carries on to say, we are turning the tide of history, but the battle isn't won. There aren't enough women around the table. Well, isn't the Labour Party over half women now? But, but still, uh, it goes on to say, um, you need only look at the horrific acts of powerful men abusing young women and hiding in plain sight which is what a select few powerful men. Um, this is why the next Labour government will fight for every girl in this country to have a bright future, to stand up for every woman. Um, I don't know what that word means. Um, to break the glass ceiling and the class ceiling. Our new deal for working people, that's some proper FDR stuff there, um, will make work for um, work more family friendly, crack down on unfair pay and improve access to justice for those who discriminate against at work. And as I was pleased to announce today, I can't speak today. As I was pleased to announce today, Labour would properly tackle sexual harassment at work. And this is one of the most egregious claims because she says a shocking two thirds of young women have been sexually harassed at work. But in 2022, between 25 and 40% of people worked from home. So where is she getting those statistics from? <laughs> So uh, unless they get uh, some percentage of people, <laughs> some percentage of people are getting harassed in their own home, um, or pretty much all women in the workplace outside of their home are getting harassed. It's because of their definition of harassment, almost mm -hmm. certainly. Whenever you see a figure that high, it, it will be because they include. Have you ever had comments that are about your sex? Well, yeah, <laughs> people call me female. Well, harassment. Okay. Yeah, it's a questionable statistic because it suggests that we're as bad as like Pakistan, like rural Pakistan even. And I, I, I would have known about this by now. I know some women, funnily enough, and they tell me things about their life. And um, yeah, they, they don't say I'm sexually harassed constantly at work. I think that would have been something that would have come up in my, my time on this earth. Does, doesn't happen. Women don't have to wear burqas to even exist. I know. That's strange. What is this world? But it goes on to, to say, that's why Labour's next government will amend the Equalities Act to introduce a legal duty for employers to take all reasonable steps to stop sexual harassment before it starts. And if that's legitimate sexual harassment, then fair enough, right? We don't want that going on. Um, but that's not all, she says. We'll make misogyny a hate crime. There it is. Um, toughen sentences for perpetrators of rape and stalking. I actually agree with that, to be fair. And half the level of violence against women and girls. That last part, not really specified how that's going to happen. We're going to arrest all men. It won't. It's already actually quite low. The mm -hmm. figure's basically flat. So 
it just gets a lot of attention, doesn't it? Unlike male suicide. Um, women suffering the awful symptoms of menopause at work will get the support they deserve, and we will empower women entrepreneurs, and we'll tackle the crisis in women's health by training 7,500 more doctors and 10,000 more nurses and midwives each year. I mean, everyone benefits from more doctors and nurses, don't they? Is it no, just women? Just women. Okay. <laughs> We've got a two-tiered health system where if you're a woman... You've got your own specialist doctors, and if you're a man, you just get wheeled out in the back and shot. You've got Is that the... actually the Barbie world? <laughs> it might be. I, I haven't seen the film because I am a, a straight man. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I presume so. We've got the Canadian solution now, apparently. So the, the government had previously entertained this idea, and here's an article from The Independent. Government confirms misogyny will not be made a hate crime. This was in April of this year. And this was because um, I think it was the Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Bill, the one, the, the one that you had all the Kill the Bill protests in. And the House of Lords tried to add an amendment to it to make misogyny a hate crime. And the government said no. Um, they asked them what misogyny was and they couldn't define it. Yeah. And supposedly the Law Commission warned that such a change may prove more harmful than helpful to victims and efforts to tackle hate crime. And the funny thing is that they said, um, this might be a bit of a, you know, a silver lining, if you will, that by making it a hate crime, it's actually going to reduce convictions for things that would have already been, I presume, criminal. So they're actually potentially shooting themselves in the foot, which is kind of amusing to me, but I will see it, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, should I say. So obviously we're against hate crime legislation for a multitude of reasons. Um, probably so I believe in the equality of law. Yes. Which is if you commit a crime, you should get the same punishment as mm -hmm. anyone else. That's, that's a very good reason. If they commit the same crime. Mm -hmm. Wow, radical. You, you believe that the law shouldn't, Give certain people with demographic details. You attacked an treatment. aristocrat, an aristocrat of special rights. Uh, well, don't don't win me round. Okay, <laughs> bad example, Callum. But that's what this is. It's just declaring certain races and mm -hmm. sexes, etc., aristocratic uh, mm -hmm. classes. Yes, but it's also worth mentioning as well. It empowers the government. It's another law that allows them to apply it selectively to their political opponents, and they also apply political pressure on the police. And the police is basically um, in, in Britain have been restructured to the point where their political control is much easier. They, you know, take orders directly from the government, more or less now. And it's also worth pointing out as well that the police use hate crime legislation to prevent public scrutiny of their own behaviour. And take, for example, this um, story. Tory councillor arrested for hate crime after sharing video criticising police. And I just want to read a little bit about this. I know it's a bit of a tangent, but it's... Um, really quite shocking story that didn't get enough attention, I don't think. But Kant's, uh, So yeah, he is a Conservative councillor and he's still getting persecuted. Um, councillor Anthony Stevens, 50, from Wellingborough, um, Northamptonshire, told The Telegraph he was arrested at his home this month and escorted to the police station for questioning about tweets from his personal account, which has 76 followers. Hmm. One tweet involved a video showing he could he could have shouted Sorry, his like, opinions in they all the town centre. Apparently so, yeah. One tweet involved a video showing how police had treated and arrested a Christian preacher, um, a word I'll never be able to say, that's her name, in Southgate, London in 2019. A police officer snatched, uh, oh, it's Mr. Um, I'm going to try it anyway. Ilisamanan Mimimi. That's not it. Is that the police officer's name? No, it was the person's Bible. Oh, I'm pretty um, sure it was that black guy from like Nigeria that got arrested, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, it, it sounds like an African name. I I tried. It's just 
it's impenetrable, your, your language. Um, but they took his Bible after the preacher was accused of being Islamophobic. Um, Mr. Um, African Man um, was later awarded £2,500 for wrongful arrest. The video shared by Councillor Stevens in May also showed footage of a police officer apparently stating that a Muslim preacher was allowed to preach on a high street, which I presume is not true. So I imagine he was sharing this out saying there's double standards, the police are not doing their job. And then the police came around and arrested him for a hate crime because he was being rude about them. So yeah, just the wishy-washy nature of what a hate crime is just empowers people to abuse their station, doesn't it? Corruption Mm -hmm. is what that is. It's also a weird thing because you can't make certain emotions criminal. It's like, are you feeling hateful? Then, Then it's a crime. I'm sorry. I also, does the government know what's in your head? Even with our best efforts in sort of psychological testing, you know, we can't know for certain what emotions people are feeling. So it's, it's absurd. But anyway, um, it is worth mentioning as well that Keir Starmer doesn't even know what a woman is, despite being married to one. And uh, how can they protect women if they don't define what they are? And the final point, and the most important one that I want to hammer home, is that it's too subjective um, in that what is legitimate political discourse and what is so-called hateful speech is um, very much in the eye of the beholder and therefore it's better not to have these subjective standards because it's just going to lead to a tit-for-tat politics where people are just persecuting each other as we are seeing now. But um, you could even use the example of someone citing um, the gender pay gap not being real as potentially being a hate crime because it's denying the lived experience of women or something like that. Like That is the world we could live in where Actual research papers are now hate crimes. It's a perfectly reasonable interpretation. And it's not like I'm, I want to go out there and be nasty to women. Um, in fact, um, it's worth pointing out that I did a series on Victorian manners and etiquette. And the Victorian view is that men should do all they can within reason to show kindness and make women feel at ease. And I kind of have that philosophy of, you know, you don't be a simp, obviously, don't do that. But, you know, just be nice to people. <laughs> I know that's such a wishy washy and annoying thing to say. But yeah, you can. You can be against all of this stuff, and it doesn't mean you want to hate on women. It's a, a weird argument, in my opinion. But I thought it'd be fun to go through and look at some of the things that are getting called misogynistic, so we can see all of the things that are going to be banned and declared hate crimes. Um, the first of which, and probably the most important, I know it's very close to your heart, Callum, is this one. Um, let's call the abuse of Taylor Swift what it really is, a hate crime against women. And this is the opinion of Olivia Petter, I, I presume, in The Independent. Apparently, um, this is her actual argument, by the way, that people expressing their opinions of Taylor Swift and her actions should be regarded as hate crimes. So if you disapprove of Taylor Swift having a new boyfriend every week, then that is a hate crime. I, was according ask, to this I don't even... Strangely enough, I'm not a 12-year-old girl, so I don't follow what Taylor Swift's been up to. No, me neither. Or an alt-right guy. So <laughs> <laughs> She's got new boyfriends... And people were like, mm-hmm. or people criticizing how she sings or stuff, but she's a musician. And that's how you, you, you have an opinion about music. That's kind of part of the reason why you engage in it in the first place. It's just bizarre, isn't it? But this just goes to serve that the term is so um, subjective that anyone can define anything as being misogynistic. And um, here's another one. Um, if we scroll down here, you can get the headline. As women, we can never reclaim our bodies from mis- misogynistic beauty standards. And who's setting these beauty standards exactly? Is it men saying, you need to look exactly like this? Or is it you know, fashion magazines like this one and other women 
which are run by women and gays. Yes. Hmm. I, I, I don't think it's men that are setting these standards, and quite often men actually react better to a more natural look than they do this horrible lip filler and orange face stuff that is pervading the British Isles. I don't know how you feel about that, Callum, but I think it makes people look hideous. I mean, we went over the beauty stuff from that beauty account that's um, now harder to find. And weirdly enough, uh, the straight male is more interested in kind of what women would typically term like, oh my God, they're, they're into hypersexualized women. And it's like, no, it's just that's what looks better. So deal with it. Mm-hmm. And if you have some aversion being like, oh no, that guys want the thigh gap. Shut up, just shut up. You don't there is also that. variance in you know, men's taste as well. Of and, course there is. Uh, you went through the facial features and et cetera, but there are some unique uh, universal standards, which is uh, a booger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it pretty much is how I'm going to phrase that. Whole, I think everyone knows what I mean. Mm-hmm. The whole beauty standards thing is just Chinese whispers um, amongst women. This, uh, like a woman will have an idea about what men want. Normally it's wrong. Um, not the always. Gap. Where did that come from? Yeah, it, it's just, uh, I've never even thought about that before. It's never even entered my mind. And it's just like, okay, that's a thing now, okay. And also, it, it depends on someone's build, whether it looks good or not as well. So it doesn't even suit everyone. But anyway, that's I just... all women in fashion going to prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's going to be no one left. It's just going to be like one hermit left in England. They're going to be the only free citizen. And of course, Lawrence Fox and all of GB News are um, all misogynistic. So um, apparently, Lawrence Fox is going to just be arrested for being Lawrence Fox. And GB News, just an abstract um, broadcasting entity, is just misogynistic. Not any of the, the people in it, just the organization, apparently. That's going to be uh, banned. Um, the Met Police, so um, if you say are a woman in London and you have a crime, maybe even uh, you know, sexually assaulted or something, and you call the police, well, they're not going to be coming for you because they're banned. They're, they're all hate criminals because they are institutionally racist, misogynistic, and homophobic. Did you know this, Callum? <laughs> the Rainbow Police. Yes. We're talking about the Rainbow London Police. Mm-hmm. They bend over backwards for every progressive thing, but no, they're, they are you know, the worst. They're, they're basically, you know... Hitler? Yes. I, I, I wasn't going to say it because I know how YouTube feels about it. But um, yes, medicine is now misogynistic. So if you are sick, you're going to have to suck it up if you're a woman because medicine is sexist. And uh, yeah, if you want a life-saving operation, perhaps you need to think about your hurt feelings being more important. So that's worth mentioning. Um, this one I thought was quite hilarious. This isn't obviously the UK, but it, it gives you an idea. But I, I didn't realize the Mexicans were quite far along with how woke things are. What the hell are they even talking about? Mexican city to find performers for misogynistic songs. So it says, the northern Mexican city of Chihuahua will issue fines for live performances. Chihuahua. Yeah. Is that real? Yeah, well, where do you think the dog name comes from? I don't know. Yeah, from Chihuahua. That's hilarious. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never believe where the German Shepherd comes from, Callum. <laughs> But um, yeah, it says they'll issue fines for live performances of songs deemed to be misogynistic. The city council has passed a measure which will um, allow it to impose levies of up to 1.2 million pesos or 72,000 US dollars or 56,000 pounds for playing of lyrics that discriminate against women amid a pandemic of gender-based violence. When I think of Mexico, I think of gender-based violence, not, you know, drug crime, general lawlessness, the cartels. Drug-based violence. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, 10 women and girls are killed every day in Mexico, the United Nations says. Um, is that a lot or little? Or? I, we've got no frame of reference. Are they killed for being in... This is like the COVID numbers in the middle of the pandemic. You need a, a, a figure to compare it to. Of killed for what as well? For drugs? Yeah. For being bad at cooking? What? Like, are we talking about gender-based violence or are we talking about any other They, they could have been killed by other women for all we know. Okay. It, so that's, that's literally useless information. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently Chihuahua has previously clamped down on songs seen as glorifying drug crime, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well done, Mexico. At least you've identified that part. I mean, the, the misogyny stuff, I don't know why you're focusing on that. Man, I was going to beat my wife. <laughs> uh, but then I stopped listening to the misogynistic songs because they were banned. Now I'm not beating my wife anymore. You can't play Led Zeppelin in Chihuahua, Mexico. Literally 1984. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Led Zeppelin are great, so I'm not ragging on them. But you know, their lyrics are a little bit questionable. Um, and this is something I actually kind of agree with. Um, that Not the article itself, but body counts and the insidious normalization of misogyny. And I personally absolutely hate the phrase body count. It's such a horrible dehumanizing just like, yes, my body count is this. It's like, not only are you a degenerate, but also you're putting it as if you've murdered people. You're making it sound like they're not even human beings to you. You just sound like a psychopath, is, is my, my point. And it's, it's such a vile phrase. So I think that, you know... It serves a purpose. Just to inform young a, women that there's a damage done. Mm-hmm. But if you're a soldier, if you're a mercenary, that's the only time you can brag about your body count. Not, not with this sort of stuff. You know, just refer to it as what it is. Uh, not being a whore is not yes. misogynistic. I, I'm, I'm against uh, being a whore. I know that's a controversial opinion. But I'm also against this term. So there, there is a, a sort of middle ground. And um, if you think that isn't enough, um, science is misogynistic. So bye-bye to science. Um, just all of science is, is misogynistic. So that's also going to be a hate crime. I, I just yeah, you, you're gonna have some some nerd doing some research paper. Uh, I, I know I'm saying that, but I I did this, but still, um, and they're just going to be taken away. So you're doing science, don't you know? This hurts women. These facts, these, these things you're discovering about the world, they they can't deal with this. Use micro affirmations to call out microaggressions to help others. What the did I just read? Mm-hmm. And by the way, this is na- <laughs> Nature as well, which is one of the the most Esteemed uh, yeah. academic journals. Sorry, just also sorry to hi- like hijack, but I have to look at what. No, no, the hell go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you want me to pay? The hell with that! I'm not paying you. <laughs> you've got mental. To, you've got to pay to access this mental illness. <laughs> That's the kind of psychology I'm on all about. Okay. <laughs> but yes, obviously this is ridiculous because everything is being called misogynistic. No one really knows what it means anymore. The word has been overused, like racist, where everything is racist, everything is sexist, and um, everyone has to point out everything about everything. And uh, it's got the time. Yes. Okay. I didn't want to finish it off because it's it's like being held hostage. Thanks, Anita. (laughs) But it, I I'm really not looking forward to the actual implications because if the Labour Party does um, apply this, being serious now they are going to weaponize it against their political enemies, aren't they? That's what's going to happen. It's going to be just a way of persecuting people. Well, it so, already is. Mm-hmm. On the basis of race and sex and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just uh, the, because you've done it because I'm a woman mm-hmm. aspect hasn't been fully implemented. And the, the thing is, I don't really talk about 
women that much in general in my political coverage. But even so, you know, they're going to find something. Well, take the example of Lawrence Fox. He would have just been charged with a crime there and then as Mm -hmm. well. That's the funny thing happen. is that um, what's her face, Eva Santina or whatever. Not having sex with women is misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> For goodness sake. Oh. But that's actually their argument. Don't look at me like that. It, well, I mean, incels do hate women, so there is, you know, a grain of truth. Some of them do, what anyway. If, what if it's a voluntary celibacy as well? It's just like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to. Love. I've, I've just opted out of a raw deal. I mean, fair play to you if you do that. But yeah, um, the Labour Party is just going to use this to persecute people. And it's just the new strain of um, government persecution and all hate crime should be illegal, along with government in general. All right. I suppose uh, after your anti-government tirade, Mr. Libertarian, <laughs> I'm not going to make you endorse something. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, it's, it's not a hate crime, is it? So <laughs> today... <laughs> Poland Stronk. And I've been over Poland Stronk before, spoken about how there's a lot of love for Poland in the world, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. They're actually one of the few countries in Europe that has been, uh, every single year, well, I suppose every five years, just to make it a, a proper curve, been getting significantly better and, well, have now become quite the envy of Western Europe, their growth rates in just quality of life, GDP per capita, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And the response from that has been a big old question because we were told we needed mass migration to have such things. They had none, and yet they've got way better. Mm-hmm. It is exactly. also worth mentioning as well, because people slag us off on the left um, for being so anti-immigration. But the polls, you know, you do a good job. You know, you, you work harder than us. You're, you're always nice to us. But they're not I've never had a Yeah, I've never had a bad interaction. In fact, there are some Polish people drinking lager on a bench outside of my um, apartment, and they're playing classical music. And I was just like, oh... <laughs> You legends, <laughs> classing the place up. Oh, Posutsky, I heard you speaking earlier. <laughs> yeah, they were drinking in public, but doing it in such a way where it actually elevated the, the neighborhood. Yeah. But anyway, I'll start off with just promoting something because house prices in Poland are obviously better. A lot of Poles have not only returned, but are now staying in Poland because, well, things are getting better than going or anywhere else in Europe. Can There's, we move there? You can. Me and you, Callum. We need to go get a Let's work go together. or something, but uh, I'm, I'm sure we can figure something out. So I thought I'd promote this uh, House Prices podcast that Dan did with these two developers about the UK situation because it's a really good podcast. I watched it and I liked it. So that's, there you go. I'm not giving it any more than that because uh, that, that's the truth. I just, I liked it. I think you might. There we are. So moving on to Poland. The elections in uh, two days. Oh, nice. Now, Polish elections who gives a crap, would be the usual response you'd meet from a British person because they don't care about our own elections, never mind anyone else's. Rightfully so. But you can see here in Poland, 2023 elections coming up. And I am hype because Poland's future is something I'm weirdly invested in on a basis of I really want them to do well because they've done well following the ideological position of not being insane. And I'd quite like the ideological position of not being insane to come home. Mm-hmm. I'd quite like us for, to stop some of that non-insanity. And you can see it doing quite well in recent years. And this isn't to delve into Polish politics and to tell you which party you should be voting for if you're a Pole or anything like the that. The law and justice would it, be a good start. Well, it's not my place. It's not my <laughs> place at all, uh, foreign elections. You make your own mind up. But we can, as foreigners, sit in awe at the achievements you have. And even the, the left in the Slavic world is way better than our left. I, mean, I spoke to my good friend in Serbia about this a lot, where he's like, yeah, here's our leftists. And then you meet them, and they're like conservatives in this country. Like, oh, so they believe in some Marxist stuff, but also they're like, why would I import loads of Albanians? What are you mental? Yeah, I think they're they're 
They also have a good memory of the Soviet Union. Reality. Yes. It's weird that. But you can see here, the party that's been in power, Law and Justice there, there are some other minor parties. They're the main opposition, I think, being they these guys. They even have a Libertarian Conservative Party. I wish we had one of those in Britain. Uh, which one are you looking at there? Um, Confederation? Yes. We're going to get back to them. <laughs> are we? Yeah, they're uh, good. Good, interesting boys. Oh, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think I'll scroll down here. You can see the polls and that Law and Justice Party, the main right-wing one. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. I don't want to get into Polish internal politics, but one thing they have done successfully has been, well, keep Poland standing. <laughs> Whereas in Western Europe, we, we have not been prioritizing keeping our own country standing. So mm -hmm. I'm not surprised that they have at least... You know, keeping other countries standing instead, haven't we? And the, the main opposition here being the uh, a more EU-orientated party. So naturally inclined, I kind of hate that because of the English. So, but I, I don't know anything about the details. But you can see this black line here at the bottom. That's Confederation, and they've had a bit of a boost recently. Ooh. It'd be interesting to see where they go because they started out, I think it was like 6% since the last election. And the reason I'm doing this segment and talking about some weird Polish elections is, oh boy, you're going to be interested when you find out about all of them because they're funny, funny guys. So we'll start off with Confederation, shall we? The far-right coalition okay. tips to be the kingmakers. Kingmakers here, the Guardian, right? Now, of course, the Guardian being a leftist, bedbug supporting. <laughs> no way, I never knew that. Do you know they support bedbugs now? <laughs> what? We did a segment the other day. It, it turns out that they wrote an article arguing that we need to live with the bugs. Oh, is this some sort of vegan nonsense? Is it that you can't kill the bedbugs? No, because... they, they hired a bedbug as a writer, and he started writing out about how you should leave blood lying around. And <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but sincerely, there was an article <laughs> like we should just live with the bugs instead of trying to exterminate them. And I was like, what the hell is this? Anyway, so... It's like saying to someone, just like, you should just live with cancer. You know? <laughs> so the cancer-supporting, bedbug-supporting outlet <laughs> in the West is very scared that if Confederation um, are able to get more power, they'll be the kingmakers in Poland. And thank Christ, because I, I don't support bedbugs. So you can see here, they, they write... I'll just leave the image up. So people can, actually, I'll get the image of uh, Kristol over here, because he's, he's a nice guy, a man. He's all right. And there's a, a quote from them. They uh, the bedbugs. The bedbugs write, the big political battle in Sunday's Polish parliamentary election may be between the ruling Law and Justice Party, PIS, that's the right acronym. P-I-S, yeah. Yeah, but they're called PIS. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> no, even like when you discuss them, you call them PIS. That's how actually you pronounce. Because you don't say the some name. sort of reverse psychology where if they willingly adopt a name that sounds insulting, people will like them more. Well, it doesn't mean anything in Polish. I know that, yeah, but... Well, they probably mostly speak well, a lot of I, I'm not being serious, Callum. No, but I do just kind of find it funny. <laughs> Anyway, so the piss party, they've been doing a good job, so <laughs> vote, vote piss if you want more of the same, I suppose. Um, they're seeking a third term in office for, you know, five more years of piss. And the opposition, <laughs> the civic platform, look at that. That's, uh, their acronym is PO, so they're poo. <laughs> What is uh, this? The, the gonna, podcast right, to the 12-year-olds? Right. I'm actually going to move for 12-year-old country. <laughs> no, but come on, that is kind of weird. <laughs> anyway, so the, the civic platform, they're led by Donald Tusk. You may remember him. Of course. From the yeah. EU years. The years of lead we lived through. God, it was The awful. dark years. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, things, things never get better for the UK. Anyway, he's the former Prime Minister and European Council President, so he's the Euro pause over there. But with Paul suggesting that neither side will actually have the votes to form a government outright, the decisive say in who rules Poland for the next four years could lie in confederation. So this is uh, Christoph over here, the chap pictured on screen here, and a bunch of other his uh, friends. He's doing so. an Ayatollah thing. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's the Islamic side of the party. <laughs> 
<laughs> I really I don't think you'll like me saying that actually. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry for insulting you like that. <laughs> no, he's a he's a very nice guy. Well, we went for drinks with him when we were in Poland a while back, me and Carl, and it was just a laugh, frankly. And you you know you can have a good time with someone politically, regardless of your differences or similarities, when they're just good fun. Mm-hmm. And there is actually something to that because you hang out with the left and they're never good fun. Yeah, rather than campaigning and having manifestos, you should just have a drink with your local representatives and whoever can, you know, has the bu- the best pub banter gets voted in. It's better system than what we have. <laughs> it genuinely is. So Confederation over here, they, they say they're an uh, eccentric far-right coalition of nationalist libertarians and monarchists. That's how the uh, bedbugs uh, refer to it. <laughs> well, check out the Wikipedia page, I suppose. It's Wikipedia, but what are you going to do? Just how they phrase themselves. Very good. Just going to say. <laughs> you can see here, so it's interesting is really how I should phrase it. You can see the ideology, Polish nationalism, right-wing populism, economic liberalism, and hard Euroscepticism. These all sound good to me. I mean, to be honest, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's ideological positions. I, I, I'm not threatened by any of that. That's for sure. And um, uh, they've got various movements here, as you can see. So that's what the confederation is of all these small movements. I mean, it'd be kind of interesting to see more of this in the West because you, you have all these factions, you know, the English Democrats reform and UKIP and blah, blah, blah. We, we talk about this in the UK a lot. It'd be nice to see just confederation set up and have a bunch of parties merge. I mean, you can see here, some of them are quite funny. Uh, the national movement, so there we are, ultra-nationalism. Uh, New Hope, so the libertarians. There you are. Confederation of the Polish Crown, they want the king back. <laughs> 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 They're very nice guys. Uh, the party of drivers. So they're literally a one-issue party with wanting to support people who drive cars. <laughs> Which, I respect that, actually. <laughs> that's just kind of cool. I don't care about the economy. I don't care about society. <laughs> I just care about cars. I just want to drive my car. There's the grill party that, who set up in the US. Polish Jeremy Clarkson runs that party. Yeah, and then you've got the Union of Christian Families. All right, whatever. And then uh, National League at the bottom there. So just Polish. Nationalists. Okay. I don't know why the Libertarian Party in Poland have decided to take their name from a Star Wars film. Have they? New Hope? Yeah. Uh, they might just do it because they think it's funny. Mm-hmm. They're, they're that kind of cool guys. They just engage in culture. It's, it's not weird. <laughs> they engage them. in culture. Is that, uh, is well, that high worthy? praise for a politician? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the standards are so low these days. But that, that, that's how they describe themselves, or at least how they're described on Wikipedia. And uh, I thought I'd go to the, the Times to get their perspective on it because I, I, as much as I love the Beg Bug outlet, I. They're just terrible. <laughs> you can see here, angry young men give far-right upstarts a shot at power. That's how they phrase That's a this. nice loaded headline, isn't it? Yeah, they go on to just uh, load the headlines more. Confederation once called for a register of gay people. Uh, yeah, they've rebranded the party and has now become hugely popular with male voters under 30. Mm-hmm. A lot of grinder voters, I suppose. I mean, if we were to <laughs> apply that sort of rhetoric to American politics, say, we could say um, angry childless women destroy economy or something like that. Well, it'd be, it would, yeah, that's true. It'd be true, yeah. Write it. <laughs> yeah, what, what am I doing here? I need to get writing. I do love the idea, though. There's like, we want a register of gaping, when there literally is just grind up. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll keep Christoph on screen, I suppose, because then, you know, he's, he's better eye candy than a block of text. Well, I read the block of text because it's interesting. So uh, they say here, they're, they're interviewing a local Polish man, and local Polish man has this to say quote, I like that they tell it like it is rather than how it should be, said Zygmunt Zylobotsky. 27. Zygmunt uh, Zaplowski. That's my attempt. Gregorz Przemysłowicz is now the name of all future people in the story. So he was at a rally at Confederation, and uh, he says that they know what normal people want. Grinder. No. <laughs> shouldn't go with that joke. Quote, we shouldn't be forced to do anything we don't want to do, he added. At Whoa, the what a radical. Uh, he's in uh, southern Poland. He says, I don't want to be forced to drive electric cars. 
Yeah. Uh, my children shouldn't be exposed to mandatory LGBTI programs in school. Uh, I don't know. What, their acronym's weird for some reason. They, they get LG, t, sorry, LGTBI. LGTBI. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Anyway, he says he doesn't mind if someone's gay, just don't force it on me. Seems fair enough. You know, don't have to download Grider. Seems like the world I want to live in. Some oh, that's the MPs. <laughs> Mandatory downloads of Grinder on all Samsung devices. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Tory party's new pledge. Uh, some surveys have found that up to 50% of men under the age of 40 plan on voting for Confederation. Now, that's super unique in all of politics, I think. That you've got all of the men who are all voting for one party. Yeah. I mean, the only other time we found this was that South Korean president who literally just ran on the campaign of like, Women, eh. <laughs> and he won. So they say here 46% of those under the 20, age of 21 are also voting for Confederation. So overwhelmingly, young men, you know, 40 and even of the 20 year olds, they're not all like split leftists like it is here. And instead, overwhelmingly, men are just like, yeah, based, voting Confederation. Why is that? Well, we'll find out. Uh, they also say in this article, they want to write the, the, the edgy things they've done in the past. So obviously, smear them, I presume, from the Times. They write here, they're notorious for extreme antics of its politicians who have been in the past uh, making Nazi salutes in the European Parliament. Yeah. yeah, because I'm sure the Poles are big fans of them. Yeah, it was to make a point about the EU. <laughs> 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 they called for a national register of gay people. Again, they don't explain what that is, so until uh, I've given further evidence, because they don't tell me for some weird reason. I mean, there's also no concept. Uh, context for why the register existed in the first place. It could have been like, we're going to give you some free stuff. You know, a new uh, monkeypox vaccine or something. <laughs> I'm just going to assume it's literally grinder until someone tells me what that is because mm -hmm. I'm always skeptical when you read in the media like, oh, this evil far-right party, they wanted this. And you go, why? And the paper goes, don't ask. <laughs> like, okay. It's just meant to be self-evidently bad and therefore don't ask questions. They were arguing for grinder being available. Uh, they also argued that uh, uh, they sh uh, the gay people should be kept away from children. And argue that women shouldn't be kept, uh, sorry, should be kept on a chain in the kitchen. I'm sure that's a literal statement of their opinion and not <laughs> a meme out of context. Yeah. I, I mean, again, when you have overwhelmingly all of the young men in the country getting together in one party, I feel like they're going to come up with some <laughs> funny jokes. It's, it's basically going to be like a giant locker room, like Poland's so. biggest locker room where they're, they're just having a laugh. Because you've got Piss over there. I mean, Piss are doing their thing of like the normal right-wing party. Still taking me by surprise. Uh, so they're still called Piss. What, what <laughs> anyway, but Confederation are the more funny ones. That's why I'm focusing on them. And uh, both of these parties are apparently what is going to be making up the Polish parliament in, well, three days. That's if Confederation won a coalition. If not, Piss will just be in charge. <laughs> so there we are. They also go on to argue some other things they've done. One of their leaders once called for a five-point plan, like Stalin. He came out and said uh, he wants a Poland uh, without Jews, gays, abortion, tax, or the European Union. Which is a weird list. <laughs> yeah, that's quite a, a smorgasbord, isn't it? Again, they don't go on to explain what any of that means, so I'm not mm -hmm. trusting, I'll be honest. They go on to say, it now trades heavily on a blend of nationalism, small government, libertarianism, and Brussels bashing Euroscepticism. So that's the past. Sign me up. Yeah, that's my politics in a nutshell. I mean, if you actually, I mean, let's say they were terrible and now they've reformed. Okay, that's a good advert. It was also try to capitalize on the current in Polish society. Uh, situation, which is that they're increasingly uh, unsure about supporting Ukraine. Like, okay, well, you know, we'll help Ukraine and everything else, but I'm not literally giving you all of my clothes. <laughs> you can't have everything. So they end this off with a quote. The pillars of our program are traditional values, defense, civic freedom, especially participating in the free market, less regulation, and defense of the sovereignty of Poland. That's Krzysztof Bozak over there saying, 
uh, all of that. He's uh, the Confederation's leader at this point. He says, we are not a party that uses anti-Semitic rhetoric to draw in voters. So that's all bunk, which I'm inclined to believe him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I spoke to him as well, he would he would say something that's like really weird. And then you would be like, wait, what do you mean exactly? And he would explain. You'd be like, oh, well, that's perfectly normal. So they were, the situation they were dealing with was kind of insane at one point. He was telling us about. So what would happen is uh, some Jews who lived in Poland who escaped the Holocaust and made it to the United States, they die. And then for some weird reason, because of legal BS, Jewish organizations who had nothing to do with the dead person tried to start claiming property rights over property that that person owned in Poland before the Holocaust. Because, of course, the whole situation was a mess and then communism happened. And it's just a whole mess of who owns what to the, that end. But it, you know, it's okay when the, someone's family comes to you and talks about this. But like a Jewish group that had nothing to do with the deceased person were just like, yeah, that belongs to us. <laughs> so, of course, the Polish government would just like go to hell. Yeah, it's just a, an opportunity for them to get free Gibbs, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if I start claiming property for dead Anglo's across the world, like, that, that's just me stealing. That's that's not me helping anyone. Bad idea, though, is it? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I claim that um, pensioners' nice um, sort of mansion in in Spain. Yeah. I'll have that. That's mine. But when you explain that with any of the context, it sounds a bit mad. But <laughs> anyway, but Christoph over there, he's leading it. That's uh, them, and they're going to be the kingmakers in three days, apparently. If the polls are to be believed, they're only going up, which is certainly interesting to say the least. And then you, you say got, the polls or the polls? Polls. I didn't clear it up. Polls in the polls. Right. Who Fair are enough. Who are voting for piss. I give up. <laughs> or, or, or the other one. Second party. This is really difficult to, to keep my composure. The 12 year old in my head, every time you the say number that. Number two party. <laughs> anyway, but for people who want to find out more in their own words, we have uh, spoken to Corbin Mickey before. He's a prominent member of Confederation. I mean, I have uh, had some good fun with him, of course. Um, there's, there's that. I mean, I did love the. the, the uh, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> before we get to that, just this thumbnail. I mean, this is a joke. He didn't actually say that, but he's just a funny guy. We were interviewing him and he brought up the Confederate flag <laughs> before we'd set up. Hi, everyone. I'm, interview- yeah. I'm in Poland for the... Uh- you can see why Carl's a little bit uneasy <laughs> because we cut to him. And he was like, we were like, why do you have a Confederate flag? And he's like, oh, his name is Confederation. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl was like, do you know that's kind of a bad thing in the United States? And he was like, what? Because <laughs> uh, he told them that it's, it's like the Nazi party and he's just like, Nazis? No. <laughs> But no, interesting guy. Very interesting to say the least. I, I spoiled it a little bit. A man who likes a good meme. Message to the editor. Censor out the anus here. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not allowed on YouTube. Is, Although nude yoga's on YouTube. I don't know how that's allowed. But. YouTube is controlled by Silicon Valley and they've probably got some sort of weird new age justification. Yeah. Is that... Uh, my, the internet has destroyed my ability to trust anything. Is that an actual woman or is that a man dressed as a woman? Uh-huh. I'm suppo- I suppose I we'll never know. I presume it's a woman. Anyway, but Corvin likes to engage in the, in the culture as well. I and mean, this is what I mean by the, the interesting aspect of confederation. I mean, agree or disagree with their policies, it's a whole other issue. I'm not getting into Polish politics. But the, the way they do politics is certainly interesting uh, from an outside perspective because they just they have fun. And I think that probably comes from the demographics. That's not lie. There's, there's a bit of like, you know, just young men being prats about all of this. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I mean, I know nothing about having fun talking about politics. What is this? But when you become an old man, you don't stop being a prat. Court of a Mickey. And I mean, that, that's a good thing, by the way. Polls mm-hmm. who are watching this. <laughs> it's an endorsement. It's a term of endearment. Because Court of a Mickey did a thing a while back that I've been struggling to find. For some reason, it was deleted. I think I found out once I translated the lyrics. Oh, I can I can see the, the, the thumbnail and I can, I can see a few reasons why it might be deleted. Um... 
I can't. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play a portion. I've added some subtitles. Sadly, I can't play the whole thing because he goes on to talk about um, stuff that I'll say after the stream ends. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. I can't say it on YouTube. If you're on the audience, too bad. Yeah, you have to go to lowseas.com to find out what he was talking about fully um, or go and read the translation, I suppose. We'll endorse this. For some reason, um, music videos are a thing in Polish politics and Cora Mickey uh, decided to do one. Imagine looking out your window. <laughs> I didn't realize it was next to a road as well. Yeah. Mom, the libertarian next so he's challenging all his colleagues to mm-hmm. also engage in the I challenge. I would immediately vote for anyone who waves around guns and swords. I think that that is just a given. No matter the context, no matter the policies, that's an immediate vote in well, my he, mind. He made a campaign promise there to put every Democrat behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> and he means that in the case of people who believe in democracy, I presume. <laughs> because they don't have Democrats in Poland. Uh, he's a monarchist, I believe, as well. So there we are. But anyway, I mean, if you're political candidates, I suppose I'll... I'll is that muted? I can barely tell. because Not anymore. There um, we are. It is now. I'll just play it so you can see the, the, the video as well. I mean, if this was your politician, I'm just saying, politics is better in Poland. The wild, wild east is more fun. And uh, good luck to them all in the elections. And Poland indeed strunk. All right, I'll tell you what he said. Yes. Cut this bit. So um, the, the bit he's saying in the middle here, there's a, a famous rhyme, I suppose, chant about the socialist government and the socialists. He's literally chanting, the socialists will hang from the trees like leaves. <laughs> and again, this is a campaign video. <laughs> so there Can we are. Can you imagine Rishi Sunak <laughs> tweeting that? I mean, I, it would be me voting Tory immediately. But the, came out of that kind of rhetoric. It's not even considered like a call to violence, though. It's more of a cultural thing because you know, like the commies oppressed us for mm-hmm. decades. So yeah, we're on this, the case of beats the Bolshevik in any way you can. So there we are. I respect it. That is not for the YouTube audience. So that's an exclusive here at lotuses.com. Well done, you elite people, for watching us on the website rather than on that disgusting platform, YouTube. I suppose we will go to the video comments. Mm-hmm. The reassembly of my M1 Grand was probably the most satisfying step in the maintenance process. Uh, I followed the tutorials that I found on YouTube, and it was quite simple. And I had to fiddle a little bit with a couple of the parts that uh, didn't want to go in right away. But still, overall, it was a really fun process to strip down the gun, clean it, and grease it, and reassemble it. Looks like it's in excellent condition. And I, I love videos like this. Just there's something in the male brain where things that are disassembled being reassembled or disassembled then reassembled. It it just scratches an itch, doesn't it? It does indeed. <laughs> Is that all you've got to say? Well, Carl keeps saying about this. He's like, I really like these Facebook videos where they're doing blah 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 blah, and he explains it. Mm-hmm. And then the other day, I found that Hamas video where they were showing you how to make rockets out of water pipes, and I was like, you're like this. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't send that to me, Callum. Your friendly neighborhood libertarian loves that sort of thing. Anyway. Uh, if you're the government watching, that was a joke. Yeah. Hey, Lois, eat us. 
just thought I'd show you some footage from my drone uh, I was way for work anyway you cleared my last video well my first ever video over the blackest black pill ever Christ almighty I was about that was all good fun though happy birthday Dan see you bye are you living with birds it, yeah I could hear those birds in the background quite clearly <laughs> but no that it looks lovely there as well doesn't it Indeed, it's unspoilt. Well, except for the parts that are spoiled. Yeah. So I mean, sponsored. There we are. By our sponsors. There they are. We'll move on to the written comments. We, um, uh-huh. we make it all worthwhile. I don't know if there's going to be any comments about the leaves now, but <laughs> I yeah. imagine there probably will be. That video got removed from YouTube, and I'm pretty sure it's because of when YouTube finally translated the the snake language that is Poland into English. <laughs> <laughs> don't call it snake language. But yeah, they know. They know. There's loads of jokes in the Slavic world where it's like, man falls asleep on keyboard, wakes up, and finds all the poles in the chat agree with him. <laughs> it's just like... It's, Snake language makes it sound like, you know, the serpent in the Garden of Eden was whispering in Polish to yeah, well, yeah, eat the fruit. That's how I see I think this, the snake in the Garden of Eden probably was Polish, in my mind. <laughs> it's because of the Zs, the Ss and the Ps, so being overused in the Polish language. I've never heard a snake make a P sound. Yeah, no? don't, snakes don't have lips. You need, you need lips to do. <laughs> I'm sure this is delightful for any headphone users. This is good content, isn't it? <laughs> Local men pretend to be snakes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. You're the ones who listen to us talk about politics. Someone paid to have us read out their comments. Maybe we should do that instead. Yeah. <laughs> Baron von Warhawk says, It's kind of weird that your leaders actively refuse to deport people who have terrorized you for years. But as soon as it affects Israel and the Jews, suddenly they care about the effects of mass immigration. Makes you think, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I think it's the, the, the capture of, uh, well, progressive politics and its consequences. And the other problems the West has with talking about this issue for some stupid reason. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not blind to the, the weirdness that it is that we have to wait for the conflict in Israel, that mm-hmm. suddenly we can talk about mass immigration. Well, but, of our own country is not enough. Take it. Just take it. I, I'm so tired and, and, and this place is so damaged at this point. Oh, who cares what the reason is? When I mentioned, I see so many right-wing activists on Twitter right now, especially British ones, who are just, their response to this is to obsess over Israel-Palestine and the conflict and what's true and what image is true and what stories are true. Oh, God, what do you care? You've never, it, nobody cares. Like this, this is an issue that if you're involved, you can be caring about. But it's, it's that situation of like, oh, interesting, you know, I feel terrible for anyone dying and everything else. But our main source of saving ourselves is not solving peace between Israel and Palestine. That doesn't change our situation in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're arguing about changing our situation, well, that's, well, that's this. this. This is what we can do to actively help ourselves. And if we can do that, we can actively help the rest of the world. We can't help the rest of the world until we help ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth of it. I think a lot of the right-wing attention is also not really helping anything in that you know, it, it, it's a sort of fog of war situation. That's why I've not said anything about anything to do with it. Not only because I don't really know that much about it, but also because I know enough about war to not have any opinions about it. What contribution can you even make? Yeah, well, you, I, I, I feel you like could... if you're a, a journalist, you've got to dedicate yourself full time to a conflict, as in, you know, you, you're doing the entirety of your full time job, understanding what is actually going on the ground to cut through all of the BS and actually understand stuff. And even then, there's no guarantee of it. And so there's a lot of work just to be shouted at by people online. I had a similar thing with the Russian-Ukraine conflict, and it's basically any other conflict, although no one cares about other ones. It's only the ones that 
Mm-hmm. Regime approved conflicts, yeah. I suppose so. It's the ones the media obsess over. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what happens. Is the um you know, occasionally you find yourself really interested in the conflict and you think, I can't change anything. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like my concern is how how can I use this to help my homeland get better? If there's a way. If there isn't, then well, okay, it's terrible and you can donate to a course to try and help people if you want, or go there and film it and, and try and learn about the world or something. But other than that, I mean it's just it's just kind of weird. Some of these activists I've seen. I know they're not going to do anything, so I don't know why they're, they're spending their time arguing endlessly about this. It's just like, I mean, if you're Ben Shapiro, at least you've got a connection, you know? Yeah. If I, you're some Anglo-Irish guy. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I don't think I had even met a Jewish person until I was about 17. I mean, I grew up in Devon, so it's very isolated. Kevin Fox says, yeah, well, if the medical schools had not limited UK applications in favor of high-paying foreign students, you might have some doctors. They also need to reinstate the SEN role. That would increase nursing numbers because applicants wouldn't need to get a nursing degree before they can work. Go back to the old system where nurse training is done in hospitals, hands-on with patients rather than a lecture hall. That sounds relatively good. What to say about that. Matt Thompson says the government makes ridiculously contrived, expansive plans for deportations and then funds NGOs to fight these plans in court. It's all a show. Yeah, they have. I mean, this, this is what we've been living under for the last 20 years. This, this joke of a situation. It's frankly just cruel. I mean, it, the, the grooming gang case is just the worst one, in my opinion, where you're running into your foreign rapist who you, the government promised to deport. Just sick. And then there's all the murders, the people being assaulted. Any other crimes? I mean, it, with the grooming gangs, I think, you know, the only justice for it should be they're going to be publicly hung and also... Yeah, I agree with the death penalty, but if uh, we're not going to uh, do that, then... Yeah, and also the victim gets to be the one that pulls the lever, you know, give them a bit of agency back. Yeah. Baron von Warhawk says, the French crackdown just infuriates me as it shows the European leaders has the power to get rid of uh, Muslims any time they wanted, but instead allowed them to groom children, stab babies, and did nothing. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's all of a sudden, Israel-Palestine, now we can act. Eh? Okay, fine, whatever. I, I, We've always been I don't have time to, to sit here and be like, oh, I don't know why they're doing this now. Just, just, you're right. Sorry, I'm trying not to interrupt you, but... <laughs> That's very, all right. Very passionate about this one. X, Y, and Z. Now, if only they uh, add domestic sympathizers to the deportation order. <laughs> well, they are a criminal organization, the way the UK law works. If you show moral support for Hamas, you're going to prison. You're guilty of the terrorism act. So yeah, deportation. Um, Omar, what? Isn't it? Sorry, I cut you off there. Sorry, I'm done. Um, (laughs) Omar, what? Very polite. Oh no, we're being too bloody British. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) If we we deport the anti-Semites, we'd probably have to exile most of the Labour Party too. Wait, what the hell are we waiting for? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I agree, Omar. Matt Thompson says when I was in China, the state felt ever present. States have the power. Uh, unimaginable to us in the West. If the UK government wanted to support anyone, they could. They simply don't want to. Yeah, there's also the difference between now British government and World War II British government. Right? And if the British government wants to really get stuff done, they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's legally, as we've been over constitutionally, nothing stopping them. It's all political will. And apparently, your own children getting raped is not something that spurs political will in the UK. But uh, Israeli and Palestinians fighting each other, that's something that gets political will for the UK government. Whatever. I think uh, a lot of the UK public has an oppression fetish. Like the, that's the only way they can get off. Is 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 so weird. It's like you know there are things that can be tangibly fixed relatively easy. Do you care about it? No. 
there is a definite strain of British culture where people, some people perpetually want to be victims and can never change anything. And oh, woe is me. Well, like the elephant in the room in this whole discourse is that victimhood is a mindset. You know, someone can attack you, assault you, try and, you know, stab you. And as long as you put up a fight and, you know, you have a spine, you don't have to see yourself as a victim of something. But the correct way to be a human is to be like, okay, these dangers exist. How do I mitigate them, change them, or eliminate them? Not to sit there and be like, oh, God, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of kids have been raped. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? And then just the cycle continues. <laughs> if only there was something we could do about it, like stopping it. Deport. Shaker Silva says, well, color me surprised, the French who failed at republics four times have banned political speech. They're using the same powers they've used to ban COVID protests. It's just as disgusting to support their use. Ban actual crimes, not thought crimes. You can make the argument, don't get me wrong. Um, but the French situation, I believe their argument is that it's Hamas that you're supporting because nothing has happened in the West Bank. You're literally just supporting Hamas. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if you are out supporting these instances, you are just supporting Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist group. That's, the Terrorism Act is the case in most Western countries, and uh, the French included, and us. I don't know why I keep putting that in my ear. I'm not listening to anything. I wonder if we could play some uh, classical music whilst we do this. That <laughs> elevate the tone. I, on, I don't think so. I just listen to the music and then not talk to you. No, no, but I mean, like, you know, when we sat here That's reading. Personal. That might be fun. Let's try that. If this fails, oh, All well. Right, then. I've taken off my ears. Because we always have these things in our ears, and it always feels kind of stupid anyway. I take mine out at the soonest opportunity. Hard to keep in. I would just like softly play it in the background, nice and low, nice and low. And then we can just uh, see if this makes life better. Minor- take the, uh, the Polish day drinking approach. Yeah, we're not going to play the Polish national anthem because it's a bit underwhelming. <laughs> I suppose. Oh, no, don't say that. Like, be I, I guess listen to the stream, John, and adjust it so it's you know slightly in the background, never too loud. I think that's the best way. But it sounds good now. I can't hear anything. What does the chat think? Is this making life better? Uh, that's why I can't hear anything. Oh, you mother. <laughs> I can hear it, so it's, it's working. Someone's requesting pomp and circumstance. Maybe another time. We'll, we'll stick with this for now. So I think that's worked. Anyway, moving on. Charles Francis Mont... Oh, God, whatever. I'm not reading all that. I think that the Egyptians aren't allowed uh, Palestinians to cross their border because they know the Israelis won't let them return, and nor would I. Yeah, I am a bit sick of the rhetoric. I mean, I, I can see the Palestinian perspective. I, I can make that argument. It's possible. Or the Gaza perspective. We're not really talking about West Bank yet again. But I am sick of this one point where everyone on the Palestinian side keeps calling it an open-air prison that the Israelis have, mm-hmm. have done. It's like, you know one of the borders is Egypt. <laughs> you know that. But there's no way you don't know that. Mm-hmm. In which case, there's another jailer here. It's not just the Israelis. If it's a prison. Anyway, X, Y, and Z says, I believe back in the 70s, the issue in France was the Red Brigade. Still commie aligned, so with that. You are right to bring that up. Uh, Le French bedbug. They're everywhere, man. Bedbugs are in the, the newspapers. They're in the walls, man. <laughs> Game over, man. There's been a stabbing of peace in north of France today. Yep, I heard likely, about that. Likely due to a bunch of resentments by an ex-student doing the act against his own school as well as the Hamas call for jihad. A handful of other schools have been targeted by individuals in the same town. I mean... Music's fitting, isn't it? I can't hear it because my I unplugged my earpiece and couldn't figure where it plugs back in again, so... The cable, you mother. I, I understand how cables work. That one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You plugged it back in, didn't work? No, no, I can't find... Oh. Uh, I, I don't know where the thing that it plugs into is going. 
Well, it's one of the uh, one of the black cables on the ground. There's about fifty of them. So, yeah. It, <laughs> Good luck. It's like finding a needle in a haystack down here. But that's not. Um, <laughs> that's going to be cut out of context, isn't it? Oh, for goodness' sake. <laughs> and on that, oh, I suppose we'll John. move on to your situation. You can go ahead. Sure. Um, Let's try and fix the the classical music problem. Thank you, John. Um, so we have a dad joke of the day for the start of my segment, which is Kevin Fox. Lads can. Oh, John's going full stealth here as well, going above and beyond. But uh, thank you. No gay jokes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Getting special treatment. Oh what? But um, yeah. Anyway, Kevin Fox. I was sitting on it. It's my fat ass. That's the problem. Um, but anyway, get, thank you. I feel like I need classical music to read the dad jokes. Best so. tech support you could ask for. <laughs> Literally comes with it. Has well. a happy Idiot. ending and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You told me not to do something, Callum. You know what I'm like. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's nice. So it says, um, lads, can I plug some stuff I'm selling? A PC, a laptop, full set of Encyclopedia Britannica, Webster Dictionary, Webster Thesaurus. I've just got married and no longer need them because apparently my wife knows everything. Only kidding. Been there, done that. Never again. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Well done, Kevin Fox. And uh, sorry about uh, all of that. And uh, Omar Awad says, in a non-clown world, the Met Police are unironically racist, misogynistic, and homophobic. They've literally been successfully sued for discrimination against white men. They aren't exactly cracking down on grooming gangs, and also clearly fall on the uh, trans side of what a woman um, debate is. Um, pretty misogynistic, if you ask me. As for homophobic, I wonder how many um, diverse individuals they've managed to employ. I think they are really trying, but um, I think uh, Met officers of peace um, aren't that common. I think there are some, aren't there? But not nearly as many as... I think there's a, a disproportionate amount less than there is in the city of London proper. Did you see the white Muslim police officer that went viral? No. There's this uh, English guy who's joined the Met Police, and it's an advert in which he's talking to the camera about how he's become a Muslim and how great it is, and this how, <laughs> how he means he can interact with the local community much better. Slaps women, <laughs> but it's a video. A person from... drinking a beer and he punches them in the face. But it's a video from the Met Police. So the Met Police are basically saying to their own officers, "You should convert. You'd be a better police officer." Mm -hmm. It's just creepy. <laughs> it's very weird, isn't it? Our deity Sadiq Khan, he, he's told us he he said you must become Muslim because it allows you to persecute better. Go go out there, do do chaos. Don't look at me so confused. You know what I mean. But anyway, Alex Ogle says... I love Islam. <laughs> um, the, uh, the statistic of two-thirds of women being sexually harassed is true, but disingenuously stated. Years ago, there was a study in Australia that found up to 80% of women had been sexually harassed. I had the sense to download the report and read it. 80% of women who worked in media claimed to have been sexually harassed. The average for the workforce was nearer 40%. Well, 40% is too high, screeched feminist, yes, but the question was actually whether women felt they had been sexually harassed. I could propose and enact policy on sexual harassment. I cannot base... Um, it, it cannot be based on the feeling of sexual harassment. Yeah, there has to be some sort of objective metric because wasn't there the thing in London as well that I should have included in the segment where staring at someone on the tube is sexual harassment? Yeah, I believe So that. just making eye contact in London is a tantamount to rape. I mean, that's the most London thing I've ever heard. I mean, outside of London, for any Londoners watching, 
The rest of the country does have a, a plethora of stereotypes about how unfriendly you are and how um, a human you behave in your weird insect city. I know Bo and Connor aren't going to like me calling it that. But well, um, cities are cities, they're weird places. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I think it was a mistake, urbanization. Yeah, so. As in living in high density, not necessarily, you know, having all of the industrial centers in a, in a concentrated place. But, um, yeah, I suppose it's down to your own discretion. So, a man who thinks about the Roman Empire, so a man speaking for all men, ever. If Labour comes into power, businesses and companies are going to fire all male staff to get rid of the possibility of sexual harassment. It'll be hilarious when the power grid fails, the streets get filled with garbage, becoming the next Paris, um, building and construction projects never get done, and the economy collapses as nothing is moved out of warehouses or goods being stopped. Yeah, women forget that men do make the world go round. We do all the stuff that you don't want to do because it isn't high status but pays well. Like, we don't see you repairing deep-sea oil rigs. We don't see you doing deep-sea fishing. We don't see you um, flying high-speed jets or being pilots or doing things that are potentially dangerous or responsible for lots of people's lives. I don't hear the music anymore, Callum. No, it's not just me, then? No. I don't know if it's still playing. It's definitely awesome. Either way, if it's, if it's that bug, at least the audience will be enjoying it. It's a bed bug in the, <coughs> the system. Paul Neubauer, um, free speech is not a right among other rights. It is um, the predicate of all rights. It is the predicate of a functioning psyche. It is the predicate of a society that can maintain its integrity and its adaptive flexibility simultaneously. To say that is um, um, say that is no different than saying that fort is the bedrock of um, adapt adaptation. Um, I have freedom of speech so that I can think. Jordan Peterson. Oh right, that was a Peterson quote, was it? I wondered why it was so wordy. Um, I'll do one more and then you can read the final Polish segment if you want. George Hap, um, with concepts like stair rape and sex to Oh, he mentioned it and I went on to mention it myself. And air conditioning, any act that a woman deems uncomfortable will be considered a hate crime, giving the government the power to remove anyone who is a dissident. Like, you, you go to prison, oh, what are you in for? Oh, I had the air conditioning on too cold. But normally, I, in the office, I'm the first person to complain about that. One, because I sit right next to the air conditioner, and two, yes, I get cold easily. <laughs> Speak Deep down in, in my soul, I am a woman, and therefore I cannot be persecuted by this hate crime legislation. Even if you compl um, completely avoid women, um, you are not safe in doing so, um, because it's also misogyny. Feminism is the cancer that will destroy Western civilization. I don't disagree. Right, Callum, let's enlighten us uh, ourselves with some Polish stuff. I really want to hear the music, because apparently it's good. <laughs> Callum, we, we are live. We, we do have an obligation <laughs> to the audience to read All right, fine. But they're all fascinated with it too in the chat. Some of them are like, it's great. Some of them, you know, there's one or two guys who are just like, turn that off. <laughs> so, I, Do you I, know that they um, play classical music in McDonald's to get rid of the riffraff? But then that's my favorite time to go in there. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Josh Hour. Yes, they're playing nice music. Oh, look, they're stuffy and stuck up like me and complain about the poor. <laughs> I put on my top hat and monocle and go in there. Yeah. Anyway, so on Poland's drunk, Severian Knox. Yeah, there we are. He says, proper pronunciation of piss in Polish sounds like peace in English. Yeah, because they have an accent. Peace. Your peace as shit. Yeah, I guess just piss again, right? Sophie Lev says, uh, Well, Callum, you convinced me I'm going to vacation in Poland. I'm not even joking. I brought my trip yesterday, and yeah, you guys were my inspiration. I'm going, 
to a Christmas market in Poland in the last week of November. <sighs> you missed out on something there mm -hmm. if you booked it. But uh, next year, next year we'll do it then. So then uh, I'll tell everyone, November the 11th in Warsaw, there's a huge march, Poland Independence Day. It's beautiful. Just Google it if you haven't seen it. Something you should definitely see in your life once. And it's right there on our doorstep. You know, don't even have to go to an area where you might get killed. Even better, yeah. Omar Awad says, Polish politics seems to be the result of having candidates and parties that are invested in and proud of their country. Wish we knew what that looked like. I had 100% vote for piss-poo over the, the Tories or Labour. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jakub Bagdorf says, I'm Polish. Bogdanov, I'm yeah. Is that the meme name? Well, I'm sure Polish? it is. Yeah, it's the two French guys, but also, I imagine, an actual surname. Ah, there we go. That's why I couldn't hear the music. The dumbass, I had the thing turned off. I want to hear the music. I'm, I, I'm, I'm unplugged now. Okay. But I, well, we have to bug on the thing, but... <laughs> so. No. Whatever. Anyway, you got to experiment with the formula to advance mm. the show. So yes. uh, maybe the music works, maybe it doesn't. All right, whatever. Hold on the thing. Leave your comments. Next, so, we're going to play Freeform Jazz. Back to Jakob. So Jakob says he's voting Confederation on Sunday. The thing about uh, the register of the gays, it's a complete fabrication of a leftist smear merchant talking about S. Uh, sorry, that's that's a name, actually. What? Can't read that. Polish name, New Hope. Oh, New Hope. Ormir Mensen. So it's a fabrication talking of about Ormier. that, of words out of Mensen, context. I think. Don't remember exactly how that came about for uh, to be Confederation's position on civic marriage. Yeah, so it's just a smear. So thank you, Jacob, because uh, that was stupid. Uh, so someone says in here, has anyone had any feedback? Pass it on. Someone said, communist-style music when Callum reads comments. Ooh, should I have a recommendation? I mean, you, you listen to it enough already. Are you sure any, any more is not going to tip you over the edge? You're well, going to come in in a Soviet uniform and kill us all or something? Let's, go, let's do Katusha. So if you could type in Katusha, um, I'll type <laughs> rough spelling to you. I can never remember it. Something like that, John. It's, the, it's a very famous communist song. If we could have like a classical Katusha, Hearts of Iron 4 version would be good, actually. So oh. Hoi 4. I might actually recognize it if I had a working earpiece. Yeah, so if we go up uh, to the search, and then Hoi 4 Katusha. I think that might work. And uh, we'll end on that, I suppose, and, and see what people's opinions are on music. So, there we are. <laughs> you, sir, do you like music? Yeah, basically. Suppose we'll, we'll turn it down a bit because that one's a bit loud as well. But oh, John's turn it all the way up. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so you might want to turn that down. But so the French keeper of order says Poland is doing better because it receives billions every year from France and Germany, as well as the social dumping they do on the Western EU countries. Yes, they do, but that's our fault. Like, why are we accepting that? So taking over transport and other markets because they do not have to follow the same regulations we do. They do well precisely because of EU policies. This is only temporary, though, as the EU is imposing increasingly more policies and regulations than everyone. I mean, that is true. I, I've spoken before about how the Poles are raping the Kraut's wallet, but none of us care because it's just like... Well, I'd Reparations. Do yeah, I'd do it too if I could. Mm -hmm. I mean, they used to be taking loads of money from us. I mean, we were the, a massive net con contributor to the EU, and now we left. When I don't know at what point Poland becomes a contributor, I mean, at that point, they should just you know, Thanos snap out of there. Government should be run like a business anyway. Why would you just give money away for free? Yeah. Anyway, what do people think? Tetris music. I've got Tetris music. That's just an insult. Serbian raw crime songs next time. You should listen to Led Zeppelin before it's banned. That's what we should do. Yeah. Uh, someone says, I'm looking forward to the Piss Confederation government. 
even if it's just for the name alone. <laughs> so there we are. Leave your thoughts about the music. Maybe that's uh, an addition to the show. Maybe it's worse. Let us know. Otherwise, um, I look forward to the Piss Confederation. Bye-bye. <laughs>